This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. another episode of just a tip and advice podcast it's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips i'm your host megan batoon and today i'm so truly excited for this episode because we have spiritual intuitive love and relationships author and coach Cassidy Kane with us. Well, she's at her house. I'm at mine because of quarantine. But you are here on the internet ether. Yay. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. I can't wait to talk to you and really go deep, as they say. Yeah, I'm I'm like I spent I mentioned right before we started recording, but I spent like the last maybe hour and a half watching almost every video I could find of yours. I like signed up on your website. I have like a hundred follow-up questions to everything. So I'm on. (laughs) I'm so ready for this. You recently wrote a book called The Universe Speaks. Are you listening? And I think we should start there because for everyone, I mean, we've had a couple of healers and psychologists on this podcast in previous episodes. So I think this will be really good to get even deeper. Uh, for the listeners, but if maybe people aren't so attuned to how the universe is listening to us, could you go into a little bit about what what are the few major ways that the universe is communicating with us where we know it's the universe and not just a coincidence? Yeah, uh, well, to start with, I always like to relate things to our logical, rational, physical world, because I used to be a skeptic myself. And I want to make sure that people don't think that spiritual authors are just kind of reaching and making things up, because sometimes it can sound like it if you haven't experienced these things. So the whole universe that we exist in is comprised of energy in motion. And that's who we are as well. So we're not solid the way we look like we are. Really, Mm -hmm. if you look at it through a micro, micro, uh, microscope, like to the atomic level, we're vibrating at different frequencies. And that's the whole universe. So we're always in this silent communication with that greater part of existence. So you can think of it on a consciousness level where you can ask the universe things and invite in answers. But really, everything we do, everything we think, everything we feel is creating a reaction and a response to us. And um, it can go into a really personal connection, right? I often call it the divine conversation because there really is this consciousness that is responding to us and we can notice it as we start to interact. So 
One thing that's really fun to pay attention to is these numbers that tend to crop mm -hmm. up for us. Like if you're out driving and every license plate you see tends to have 444 in it. That's one of the classic ways that we can know that that outer consciousness is working to show us and talk to us about something. There's some guidance that's working to reach through to us and assist us. Right. So angel numbers. Yeah. I think that I wrote, I started a notepad and wrote down a bunch of angel numbers that I would see in traffic. My issue is, well, I don't know if it's an issue, but I would not see the same one over and over again. Like I would see 444 or 777, but then I would see 222 and 999 and like none of them were the same number, but I was seeing triplets of numbers. So what does that mean if you see almost all of them? I mean, there's some that I don't see at all, like 555. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Yeah, it's really interesting that you ask because they all, they're like a, a language. And what they're doing is they're designed to bypass our skepticism and our analytical mm -hmm. resistance. So all of those things kind of make up a conversation. So if you say you were seeing 777, that means you're never alone. You're always supported. There are beings, you may call it, or you may call it consciousness, like awareness mm -hmm. that is there supporting you. And even if you feel like you're alone as a human being on the physical plane, it doesn't mean that you're unsupported. And 222 tends to stand for you're loved. So we can start to, to really understand what the conversation is when we start to learn what these um, codes tend to stand for. Is it important to notice what you're thinking about when you see an angel number or is it just an angel number will give you, a, a, I guess, a message regardless of what your thought process is? Well, when you're out in traffic, I definitely suggest focusing <laughs> on the driving. So maybe, the, you know, notice it, but don't think about it so much that you get distracted and not if you're in my area driving. <laughs> right. uh, but um, they very often deal with themes in our life. So it's the overarching things that you may have thought to yourself, why is this happening to me? Or why have I met this person? Or what is my next step or my path? Or when we're feeling a little worried and a little scared about the future, or especially this year when there's so much going on, we may feel stressed yeah. and we may have deeper underlying feelings of, oh, goodness, what's going to happen to the world? Is everything going to be okay? And that's when we often get more of these messages, trying to reassure us, trying to show us that, you know, we're taken care of, we're supported. So, right. Yeah. You mentioned uh, meeting people. Do you think that everyone that comes into your life is there for a reason? Like, is there any sort of coincidences in meeting someone, there's a saying that's like, uh, people come into your life for a season, a reason or a lesson or something like that. That's a pretty but good one. Do you th I, I'm sure I'm messing it up, but <laughs> that's right. the gist of it. But do you think that every single person that you meet is coming into your life for a specific reason? Yes, I do. Even the cashier, like w which cashier really? you end up with at the supermarket, there's always an energetic alignment that happens. So if you're walking around, bouncing around in a great mood, you tend to meet people who are like that, who kind of match mm. your happiness. If you're really irritated and you feel like, oh God, I, I can't stand people, they're such a drag and I, I don't really like to be out interacting with them, then you tend to meet more resistance. So back to what I mentioned to begin with, how the universe and us are energy and vibration and in, in a particular frequency, 
our frequency is determined a lot by the emotions and the thoughts and the energy state that we're in in any given moment. So that's always inviting back something on the outside. There's a spiritual saying, as within, so without. So that kind of goes into what you were saying, that saying some people are there because we've unconsciously attracted them to show us some inner wound that we have so that we can resolve Mm. it and live happier. Some people are challenging like that in our life where they trigger us to show us that there is a trigger there, that there's a like an underlying trauma that maybe we didn't resolve or we've been trying to repress it. Um, and right, other, and there's still more work to do. Yeah, and other people are there to encourage us and uplift us. But yeah, in, in general, it's not a coincidence. We kind of have this field of influence around us where we're pulling things in energetically. So, yeah. So anytime that anyone comes into your life, because that, that's the other thing too, is like the universe is so vast in terms of time. So like, you know, five million years ago, different people were around, different energies were around. So it's whoever's in the the flesh now, there's a reason why we are all living on this earth at the same time and we all have something to learn from each other. So that is so interesting. If someone is coming into my life, then I have to ask myself, what are they here to teach me? Is that on on par? Well, yeah, that's, a, it's a really interesting and kind of, I liked that it makes life an adventure in a way. It brings a little bit of mystery and a little bit of magic into life when we look at it that way. Because if you think about what the alternative is, it's very often life happens to me. I don't have a choice. You know, I'm here. I'm not here because I wanted to be here. I'm here. Mm. Like what the, what's the purpose of all of it? So when we start to look at the, the spiritual perspective of our lives, yeah, I, I do believe that it can add a lot of, a deeper sense of meaning, definitely. And um, what you were saying about how we've all agreed to come here, that, that is uh, how I see it energetically and what I've learned from guidance is that our souls have, in fact, agreed to be here now, but we've also agreed to be the kind of person that we are on a deeper level I don't mean like the school people went to or their name, but where they would be born, the kind of passions and talents they would have. And so we kind of pre-prepared a lot more than we often think. And sometimes that can be challenging because someone might have, a, I don't know, hardships growing up. But very often it's part of a, a catalyst that we wanted to learn something from in a larger perspective. Right. Like everything has something to teach you, even the adversity of your circumstances. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, so do you think that everything is quote unquote written, like written, my written, (laughs) um, like in, in the end, do you think, I guess it would come down to fate. Like how much of it is already pre-planned and destined or, You know, it's like almost like the more that we live, we're turning the page in a book that has already been written for us. Is does do you agree with that? Or is that just an idea that I had one time? That's a really, really common idea. And I think that humans have been fascinated by that since the dawn of time, this idea that there is a fate that is pre-written in the stars. And in a way it is because we knew what 
kind of greater themes would be happening on the planet while we were here. Um, I'm also an astrologist, so I can read the planets and the themes that are being brought in energetically. And back to what I was saying about the universe being all energy, the planets have these gravitational fields. And as they move around, it's like a a big clock with a lot of wheels or like a combination lock that keeps shifting gradually and subtly this energy that is around us and it kind of pushes us uh, for the energy that's inside us so we're always changing and it's always affecting us and so there is a likelihood that things will pan out a certain way Um, but I'm a big believer in free will because we always have choice so Um, I used to work as a psychic intuitive and I would get questions like, am I meant to be with this person? And the answer might be yes, but you might be getting in your own way and overthinking it and you're kind of messing it up. So it it is meant to happen, quote unquote, but you do have a role in how it happens and how quickly and whether it's a happy experience or whether you kind of make it a little crunchy and difficult and stressful. Yeah, I feel like we all get in our own ways, anyone listening and myself included, like almost more than anything else. In you have also, in addition to the book, you created a course called The Love Blueprint, Mm -hmm. which is a five week course. You can probably explain it way better than I can. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm interested in the, I guess, the creation of that in order to get out of your own way. Yeah, well, um, it started a lot from what I was seeing uh, readers ask me about and my own childhood experience, which was kind of looked nice from the outside, but a lot of toxic generational trauma issues behind the scenes. And I kept being guided to this idea and and fact, in my opinion, that um, what we experience in childhood and the baggage that we take on and the experiences that we have shape our attachment form uh, for relationships for the whole rest of our lives and it creates the set point for how we see ourselves and that then obviously affects what opportunities we take or not and how we behave with other people how happy we are in life or not so this mm-hmm. i'd say human beings would be 99 percent happier at the very least if we went in and looked at our childhood understood what had shaped us and how it affected how we saw ourselves and other people and healed some of those issues. So that's where that program comes from, to try to as thoroughly and deeply and gently as possible help people with those things. That's, I think, the most important thing in my life, like in in therapy and self-discovery that I've seen the most help with is just taking a look at the childhood. I went to a, my first therapist in general was kind of like an eight week course going through each year of my childhood. And it was really, really helpful. So I love that this is such an important topic for you because I completely agree. I mean, people say nature versus nurture, how much of who I am is inherently or multi-generational or how much is is taught, which I guess the generation would go with that too. So I guess my next question is like with trauma, I think that's a huge one, childhood trauma specifically of our brains protecting ourselves and compartmentalizing things, which turns into us having blockages in our memory. And like, sometimes I I can't even think of what happened between like ages seven to 12. So like, 
do you think that with the love blueprint and working through your program is that you can see and uncover that? Um, like is your subconscious, would that show itself or is that something that is saved for hypnotherapists or something like that? Well, you know, I love that everything, when we work with energy, everything is accessible to us, um, as a being of energy and we can access these things much more easily. And, um, I feel like I'm messing it up now because I didn't start with the most important part. But <laughs> what I love so most, much about the, the kind of work that I've discovered doing, because I also had therapy and I also look back in my childhood and try to uncover why things were the way they were and how to resolve them. And there are a lot of things that will give you a new perspective, but it doesn't necessarily shift out of those yucky feelings that you have from mm -hmm. back then or those deeper unconscious patterns. So the energy side of it has really been hugely transformational for me and other people have taken this program. So when we connect to pure consciousness, which is like this high vibrational frequency of energy, we can bring that into our system. And when we then release from that point of view, things get like washed or cleaned out of our system. So we don't feel that heaviness anymore. And I'm probably going very deep right now, so I hope it makes sense. But remember I was talking about the cashier and how everyone in our lives is drawn in by this field of influence around us. That field yes. of influence is like calibrated by the kind of experiences that we had in childhood and how we see ourselves. All of those things have a frequency. So it means that we're like walking around with the energetic imprint of our past experiences kind of hanging out in our field and attracting in things. So for me personally, I had a lot of friends who, um, I guess you could sum it up by saying betrayed me. And I realized mm. doing this work that it was due to a pattern in, in very, very early childhood. It wasn't even like a real betrayal. It was just a feeling of someone wasn't there for me when I needed them. So it was kind of hanging yes. out in my field, attracting all these new experiences that had the same core frequency or vibration. So when we use energy clearing, the way I do in the program is we bring in that new light, which is completely neutral. And we use that to kind of deactivate those old uh, triggers and the things that mm. have made us feel kind of tight and blocked off and limited. And yeah, so it really changes above all the way you feel inside, first of all, and then it starts to pull in new kinds of things into your life. Yeah, I'm, so with the program, it's, you can do it on, I saw it was like a desktop, iOS, Android, you could download it. And then there was audio components. Is that right? Yeah, it's audio. It's me talking. So it's part coaching and energy clearing. So um, because I can't be everywhere all the time, I realized that if I can make a program that can be like working with me, but at mm -hmm. a much lower price and it's available 24 seven, that would be great. So it's me taking people through all the work so they don't have to know how to do energy healing work or any of those things. I talk you through it all. And we go into things like ancestry and there's this science of epigenetics about how our ancestors' experiences leave these markers on our DNA that can be triggered or deactivated. And there's all this interesting stuff about the behind-the-scenes factors 
that impact how our lives end up being. So we kind of go in, tidy up and, and bring in new good stuff so that we can uplift in a pretty short amount of time. That's so cool that there's so many, I guess, extra things. Like when there's other programs that I've seen that are energy-based and transformative, but with yours, there's so much, I know you have a academic background in history and psychology. And so having that to kind of make it more well-rounded and, and give it another side of it to it. I know that people think of spirituality as different from science, but it is science because it's at an atomic level. When you break down a proton and neutron, all it is, is energy. So I think it's so awesome that you have so many different um, elements into your program. How did you decide to add everything that you know, or like, why did you reach out to adding in like the psychology background into this? Well, since my awakening, thank you, first of all, I'm, I'm really happy that you're as enthusiastic about this as I am, because to me, yes. it's like, I didn't feel good in the first part of my life. And why was that? And how can I feel better now? Because on my journey after I awakened as a grown up, um, I was like in my early 20s, I had to go through this process of understanding why I felt bad about certain things. And I had to do a lot of digging myself. And I learned through that, that first of all, a lot of the things I'd learned um, from psychology applies to this and that it fits with mm -hmm. energy and that they explain each other in a way. So there are yeah. all these factors that come together and make up this, um, like a complete approach. And I'm sure that mm -hmm. moving forward in the future, I'll discover even more things that fit in. But um, I really love to make things applicable to the real world because I've lived in the real world. I grew up in an atheist family, so I didn't have a relationship with a higher power or a spiritual connection. So I was the skeptic and I really want to make mm -hmm. sure that if I was out there, still a skeptic, not spiritually awakened yet, that, that I would be able to benefit from it because it does make such a big difference palpably in our physical lives. I think that's so important because, I mean, we all are on this plane of, you know, day-to-day -day grind working and being so pre, I, I guess, like, um, just fixated on the stuff that's kind of in front of us of like the bills and the things that we have to do. But we don't realize that everything is affecting us because or how we're showing up, like our perception is what is casting off the vibration what if you don't know the vibration that you're giving off? I mean, obviously you can look around and see what's what you're attracting, but what if you don't know, what if you don't know? Well, um, your feelings are what they call in spiritual terms, the thermometer that is really telling you your habitual feeling patterns. Like if you feel kind of heavy, that's showing that there are some energies and patterns and thoughts that are telling you things aren't good, you know, life is hard, or they're, they're all, we kind of have to pick it apart. But in, in essence, in very simple terms, your emotions are the, the compass or the thermometer that shows you what frequency you're on, what channel, like if it was a radio, if you're on the channel of sadness, you tend to draw in more of that. If you're on the channel of happiness, you tend to draw in more of that. And I think we all have 
like a friend who's a, a little bit extra lucky and always seems to have like things going well for them. Maybe you are mm. that friend. I wasn't when I was growing up, but I had a friend like that. So it's very vivid for me. And the truth about that is that they're not like special people. They've just had the patterning that things go well for them for some reason. And so they draw in better stuff or happier experiences. But the great thing for me was discovering that we can all be like that. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. I mean, especially when dealing with mental illness or like anxiety and depression, like this might really be helpful in order to clear out whatever is already there, get the gunk out, all of the cobwebs, and might be really helpful in in lieu, or not in lieu, but like it hand in hand with therapy or even medication or whatever um, for the different people. But how do you feel that clearing out your energy and raising your vibration could help with mental illness? Well, you know, I, I know a lot of people in the spiritual um, realm believe that mental illness is actually just energy not flowing smoothly or it's energy disturbances. I would always say that people should seek medical help because there is a physical component to it. And when we're experiencing mm -hmm. physical symptoms and something that's disturbing our lives, I would never say just to use the metaphysical tools because they work on the, the causal level. They're like the patterns of what becomes our physical life. So the, like say someone had broken their leg, I would say that they should go to the emergency room just as mm -hmm. a, like a correlation. But when we clear our energy, we really help to shift the deeper reasons why things are manifested the way they have. So say someone was getting headaches a lot or they were having anxiety, clearing your energy will 100%, I, in my experience, because I used to have issues with anxiety, it will definitely, definitely improve. And it might not be an instant thing. There are certain shifts that are instant. But over time, it really gradually helps to shift the entire reason why the anxiety was there in the first place. It's like a, like a, a knotted piece of rope that was like all tangled up. If we can go in there and work on the energy, we untangle it and things mm -hmm. begin to flow more again. What's one of the examples of an instant shift that you mentioned? Well, well, that can be something that's been lodged really deep and that's affecting a lot of other areas of our lives. So the childhood shifts are very often like that because they're the, the deepest things and the first time something happened, that's very often the thing. Sometimes I do clearings and I say, we clear it back to the very first moment that you interacted with that pattern. So it could be, I don't know, as an infant, you're father didn't give you as much attention as your mother and therefore you interpreted it as he didn't fully love you and now mm -hmm. you attract men who are a little unavailable and you want to in your now life fix uh, the fact that you attract unavailable men and maybe there's one in particular who's not being as open and loving as you'd like so if we go in then and we figure out that it was that experience in your infancy and we clear that it's like pulling the cord out of like a giant spider's web of cables because it's that first moment and we just unplug from it. And then right. your pure essence of light comes in and kind of fills it up. So you as your perfect self, I guess you can say. 
I had an image of a Christmas light string, imagining one of the Christmas lights being oh, yeah. broken. And then you unscrew that and screw in a new one. And then the entire string lights up. That is so great. That's what I'm imagining that that would be like. Yeah. Because I've definitely felt exactly how you just described that. I mean, that's like my textbook life. Really? I, I mm-hmm. was like, I'm, I hope you don't feel like I'm singling you out because oh, I know no, for my readers, that's a really <laughs> common pattern. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As another example, I had myself this uh, really eye-opening experience where I was shown that I didn't really believe love. When people said to me that they loved me, I, I wouldn't believe it. I didn't really buy it. I thought that they were just saying it or something. And I was, um, I found this experience from my childhood where I was sent off to kindergarten and my mother said she loved me. Then she left me with these strangers and I was crying and crying mm-hmm. and she left. So I associated that with Love isn't really what people say it is, and they'll leave you anyway. So clearing that obviously changed a lot of things. That was the betrayal that I was talking about. So, you know, different types of friends and people being pulled in after that was resolved. Absolutely. How does it feel? Well, I guess now do you do one-on-one readings or or, or coaching, or is it only the program and the book? I only do um, online work. So I do sessions, standalone sessions as well, where I take people through special focused areas. Like I made one for the book, which is on opening to support from the universe, because Mm -hmm. the universe is always working to support us, but we often have blocks in our system. So we don't let that support show up. So yeah, I don't do one-on-one sessions anymore. It was just too, too many people and I couldn't help enough people with that method. So yeah. Right. When, when you do see your, I mean, you have a million like five-star reviews on Amazon from your book and so, so like singing your praises. When you are able to see your effect and And I think what I'm most interested in is like you being able to see people remember the memories that they have been blocking for so long or their unconscious memory. How does that feel in order to see like the, the wiring come untangled? Like, what does that feel like as a healer? You know, sometimes when I do group work, like I've done on a couple of Facebook lives and I take people through an energy clearing exercise there and then you really feel the amplification of all the people clearing the same thing at the same time. It feels like a real high afterwards because it's this elation from returning to a state of perfection, I suppose. That's who we are as a soul before we take on the human baggage. Yeah, I I really love how um, I've been able to have a positive effect in the world. It's kind of happened without me really focusing on it that much because I make the programs and the sessions and then I kind of put them out there and people do them and I have to have faith that they're experiencing the shift so yeah I I usually spend my time creating more so when I hear from people it's really amazing that this thing that I made maybe two years ago five years ago is really changing someone's life I I really do love hearing that do do people have to 
kind of do the program over and over or is it just a one time and you're and you go to the next level of vibration, I guess? Um, or do you have to kind of revisit it whenever your vibration starts to go towards a different way? Like, how does that work? Um, that really depends on each person's background because we all have like different levels of baggage. And some people are pretty high vibrational already. I would say most people on the planet have some issues, especially around love, because it's mm-hmm. such a core part of how we as mammals interact like with the mother and then that becomes a blueprint for other relationships. But um, the love blueprint is made to be as deep a transformation as quickly as possible. And it really takes into consideration that I, I don't want people to feel like they're purging. You know, some healing modalities are really heavy where you kind of have to bring it out through your physical body and you feel like you're crying all the time and all this heavy stuff. So I've really worked to try to make it as light and positive as possible so that you get those big shifts, but it's also you're being coached and it's positive and I'm there, I've got your back. And we're thinking about positive things to counterbalance any old negativity. So it's not that whole revisiting the trauma and feeling really heavy about it because I've been there so many times. Yeah. I've done a few programs and that was the main modality of it was it's all about trauma and going like reliving it in order to, it's almost like exposure therapy Mm -hmm. is what I was imagining it to be. And I was like, this is, this is some really hard stuff to do. And still, I mean, there's still blockages there because as much as I can scream and cry and try to let all of the anger out, there's, it's just, I think it's different ways for different people. And that's what I love about your approach is that it is gentle and it has the psychology background and it has like, I just think it's very well-rounded. So again, great. I can't wait to do it. I already signed up um, right before this. Um, You mentioned how important love is and I want to talk mainly so much about that. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk all about love and how hopefully we can incorporate more of that into our lives. So we'll take a break. Cassidy will give us an extra piece of advice you can find at Just a Tip Podcast on Instagram. And we'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. Okay, we are back. We usually have a listener question, but I'm so interested in your work that we are just going to ask more questions from my brain to you, uh, specifically about love and relationships, because that is a huge part of the work. The love blueprint is mainly about that. Is that right? Uh, Yes, that's the um, angle in. I know it's something that a lot of people ask me about and a lot of people are struggling with in our world. And it's such a huge area of our lives. If we have love, we live a happy life. If we feel like it's blocked from us, that can really affect everything else. So, yeah. With love, it's not only outer love, but inner love too, right? If you're single or in a relationship, this would work because it's essentially rewiring the same stuff we were talking about, but specifically targeted at romance and love. Yes, that's right. So it's your inner state, who you are in a relationship, and also what kind of people you draw in and what kind of dynamic you draw in with the person that may be already in your life. So yeah, inner, outer love. And then you also are the founder of Twin Flame 1111, but I didn't know about this before, and I I consider myself fairly spiritual in in terms of like knowing enough about this for like a normal person but what is the difference between soulmates versus a twin flame i was seeing something online that those are not the same thing like twin flame is more so than a soulmate yeah well the term twin flame is really about the nature of the soul and how the soul came to be remember i was talking about how everything in the universe is energy Mm-hmm. So twin flames are the, it's the only other being in the universe that vibrates at the exact same core frequency as you. So it's like coming home to yourself. It's the closest soulmate connection. But because they're on this identical uh, frequency, they call it the twin flame soul song. The experience that they have together are really transformational and often contain these really unusual, extraordinary experiences that people have. So that's why it's it's something where when people experience it, they start to Google what on earth is happening with me because, it, yeah, it's very, very um, spiritual. What does it feel like to meet a twin flame? Well, one of the major things that people tell me and that I've experienced is it feels like coming home. It's like an ancient part of you <laughs> that you've known forever is now there and and it can make people feel it's this blissful feeling but it can also be a bit confusing when you're doing Mm. it in the physical world and in your regular life it tends to be very activating for people a lot of people have a spiritual awakening around the time that they meet their twin because that alchemical reaction of coming into contact with your own identical frequency it starts to shift things from the inside out like we were talking about energy it starts to kind of rattle up and shift and bring in a lot of light into that field of of influence around you. So it begins to change things quite a lot. Right. I don't think I've ever felt that. Now I'm like, I, I hope I will one day feel that. But as of right now, I don't think I've met a twin flame yet, but they also don't have to be romantic, right? Or could it be someone like a best friend or is it very specifically romance? It's most often felt as a romantic connection because there's this strong cool. feeling that um, when you meet the soul that shares your frequency, there's this desire for the soul or the energy that you are to merge with that energy again so it often feels like this pull to get together very quickly um 
But yeah, technically it can be a family member or a friend, someone who's been around your life for a very long time, but it will be that feeling of being home. And really, in essence, it's meeting another part of yourself. So um, Mm. when we were talking about the radio channels, like if you're sad, you're on the sad channel, the twin flames are on the same channel deep down. So you get a lot of kind of interesting metaphysical phenomena, like they feel, they pick up on each other's feelings or they may know what the other person, yeah, like they might know what the other person is thinking about eating. There's this strange stuff that happens because they're on that same frequency. Right. I have a question about, I guess this is maybe an American saying, but like in, when talking about love, some people will say it'll happen when you least expect it, or you'll find the person you're looking for when you're not looking for them. But that's in direct conflict with manifesting what you want. From my experience, it's like speak something into existence or law of attraction. But then at the same time, if you're not focusing on finding someone, how is that supposed to work? Well, the, I would say be a little bit careful with just leaving it up to chance because you can end up attracting someone who's then showing back your trauma to you. Like we were talking about earlier, you'll attract the lesson because your soul will go, okay, well, if she doesn't really know what she wants, I'll just send someone in who can help her, you know, evolve and be happier in general. So I'll do that through a lesson person. So I think yeah. that it's really good to be really conscious of um, the intentions that we set and the kind of person we want to invite in because the field of influence around us, it is um, displaying and kind of manifesting things that we're in resonance with from the inside, like the childhood experiences. But we can also affect it with our mindset. Like if you meditate every day versus being stressed out all the time, that will affect the kind of energy around you. So I definitely think that being aware of the kind of person you would like to invite in is a very good thing. And it really helps to know ourselves when we do that. So definitely knowing that we're happy with ourselves and that we don't go out from a need to grab in someone else is a good thing. But not thinking about it at all, I think that that can cause some entanglements. Yeah. Yeah, I have like two bifurcating thoughts, both like I have so many things to say at the same time. (laughs) I wish I had two mouths. So you mentioned someone coming in and repeating or showing you the trauma that you have or coming in as a lesson. How do you know that someone is in your life as a lesson in the moment? Like if I'm dating someone, how do I know that they're not the right person? Yeah, that's really super interesting. In one way, like you said, everyone is the right person because they're the one we've attracted because that's what we need right then. So that we might attract Mm. someone who pushes us so that we learn to love ourselves more and have boundaries because that will serve us in life. Um, And then um, uh, the, the confusing thing about Twin Flames is that a lot of people feel like home because they have a similar pattern or dynamic with us as what we experienced in childhood. Mm. So that causes some Like a confusion. trauma bond almost. Yes. Yeah. That's a good word for it. Uh, but really, I would say, again, the emotional compass. If you feel like there's something wrong, if you feel like you're not happy or feel good around the person, it can take a while to, to really get clear on that but usually we'll have some 
intuitive warning signs. Like there'll be something, even like the first time you meet someone in person or the first time you hear their voice, because those are Mm -hmm. very strong uh, things where your energy picks up on their energy. And like we have a field of influence around us, the energy, they do as well. And when your field Mm -hmm. of influence gets in contact with their field of influence, you and your system already knows they've got this and that and this issue from their childhood. They're like weird about these two, three things. This, these are their plans for the future. You can kind of feel whether it's a match, but most of us get trapped up by, tripped up, sorry, by our minds. And the fact that we're looking for love, we might not really listen to that intuitive um, warning or the intuitive message about whether they're a fit or not. So really going within and getting to know ourselves and trying to listen to what our system is telling us truly about a person is very useful. Yeah. I'm I'm now just like, if I only knew this in every relationship that I was in, (laughs) I'm wondering if I would still be in a relationship. No, I mean, it's all working out as it's supposed to, as you mentioned. I'm, I'm so interested too, though, I mean, back to like what I've been told my entire life of like, if you work on yourself, then someone will come. But at the same time, it's kind of the question I just asked, but it's interesting. Like sometimes I'll be focusing on my career and of of like, growing myself, whether that's my mindset or my spirituality, and then someone will come into my field of influence, I guess, like someone will come into my life and I would go, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I'd never thought that I could attract this type of person. But I think now I'm reaching a part in my life where I'm, I'm career driven, but no one is coming in. So that's interesting. Like, I guess I'm not attracting anything at this point, except for like more career stuff. Have you noticed that in the people that you work with? Yeah. Well, you know, I was kind of looking at your energy while you said that, because I was wondering what it was, because you asked the question. I I do read energy sometimes without, um, (laughs) what I was going to say was there are, there are for sure people who are near you or coming to you. And what I'm seeing is that as you work on yourself, your vibration is changing. And there's like this guy who's there and he's a higher match, but he he has to like um, have the right time to come in because your vibration is growing higher. He will come in when it's in alignment, if you see what I mean. Like you, you are a match or about to be a match, but he wouldn't have been a match before because you're setting higher standards for yourself now. And so very often... When we do that, it can be a little bit of a process before we start to pull in the new type of person. Like if someone's been in a lot of bad relationships or like been with a lot of unreliable guys, those guys seem to come really easy because that's what they're in vibrational match with. So if you want something else, you set the intention and then your system starts to work to push out the reasons why those guys showed up in the first place. You can have something better, but that can be a little bit of a process to raise that vibration high enough where the new person kind of can pop into your reality. Right. That's so interesting. Like I can't believe that not everyone is geeking out about this. (laughs) Like we live on this world, but it is all energy. And like, that's, ah, it's just, it's insane to me that we get to live on this world. It's just, it's so very cool. Yeah. But do, do you find that, oh, this might be, I'm sure you've seen this in your work, but like people that are in relationships and deciding to go on a spiritual journey that end up not 
kind of like ruining their relationships or the the one that they're in now to find better. But how how does that work in the adjustment period, if you will, of raising their vibrations, but their partner doesn't? Yeah. Like what if partners don't want to go on the journey with them? That's an interesting one. The good thing is that when we shift our energy into a higher state and we release lessons and that kind of thing, we shift the dynamic with the people who are already in our lives. So say you had a Mm. lot of issues with a sibling or your family members, the dynamic that you have with them will improve as you become more free from those triggers because they won't be pushing you so much anymore. And the same with a relationship. It can actually help a relationship to shift your energy because um, we pull out something different from that person. Like we invite a higher version of them to show up. We're not there kind of pulling them into the trauma all the time or them pulling us. Or if they do pull us into an old dynamic, we won't respond to it the way we used to. So it can really change things and it can reinvigorate the initial reason why someone was together, the attraction can kind of shine again then. But there are some people who um, aren't willing to go on the spiritual journey. And that means that there is a a shift in in their life circumstances. And, you know, um, sometimes people leave when their role is fulfilled in our lives, in essence. But we always have a choice. Like we can keep them around. We can invite them to go on the journey with us. Um, so yeah, there's a, lo- a lot of choice, a lot of option. Right. If people listening are also looking for someone and I guess feeling uh, at the end of the the want, like almost like about to give up. Um, obviously we're, we'll go into your books and your program, but what is like one thing that you could tell them in terms of like the law of attraction in, in attracting the type of person that they want. Um, we did just briefly mention like raising your vibration to who you want to become and doing the work on yourself. But is there anything else that we might be missing that is vital for them to know that they can find the person that they're looking for? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things. I hope I remember the other one when I'm done saying the first one. Um, One is there is always a match out there for us. The world has 7.5 billion people in it. There have never been this many people on the planet before. So just if you think about the statistics of it and the logic of it, there is always more than one person. And the more pressure we put on ourselves, unfortunately, the more we block things from reaching us. So using the law of attraction and manifestation, it's a lot about delicately balancing between being very firm with what you want and focusing on what you want, clearing the blocks, but also trying to stay in a relaxed state where you are happy with how things are. Because if you're unhappy and looking to the future and keep focusing on it's not here yet, it's not here yet, Mm -hmm. that's the frequency you get more of. So then you keep attracting the absence of what you want. So there are some kind of mind traps that we as humans tend to get into when we're trying to manifest something. So that's a really useful one. So focusing on things you love while you're waiting for the person that you want to attract to show up or. That's so important. I never really thought about that. I mean, you, we all always talk about like ask the universe what we want and like the thoughts become words 
and but you never really think about the more that you think of the absence, you stay in the scarcity mindset versus thinking about abundance and gratitude. Like that's why that's so important. And now it's just right now hitting me that, oh yeah, the more you think about how you don't have something, you're inviting that. Yeah. It can be a tricky one to get out of because it's so uh, normalized in our, especially our Western society. That's where I've grown up. One thing that is coming to mind for my guidance is manifesting something is a lot like a phone call or like one of those old phone calls. You dial the number of what you want that's how you send your intention to the universe. You tell the universe what you want. And then the universe answers you. And the answer has to come on the frequency that you invited it. So say you want love. You have to be available on the channel of love. Otherwise, you'll miss the call. It can't reach you in a way. So if you want the happy job or you want the happy life or, or the perfect partner, you have to raise your vibration so that you are able to receive it. Because that's where a lot of people, I wouldn't say go wrong, but they haven't fully understood how the, the energy side of that process happens. So yeah, not yeah. focusing on it's not here yet because the it's not here yet or being upset or angry even, that has you on the completely wrong frequency that you need to be on to receive what you've asked for. It's so important. I went to breakfast with a friend of mine the other day and I do you have you ever had food envy when you're eating with someone and then like they order something and it's like better than yours yeah, and you go yeah, why didn't I order times. that many times <laughs> many times so I've like when that starts to happen I've started to tell myself like oh it's okay because I will have another opportunity to have a different meal later like this is not my last meal so don't get tripped up on the fact that you know they ordered huevos rancheros and I have a bad eggs benedict <laughs> So, but then she's, um, she's a therapist, a hypnotherapist. And she was like, why don't you just order what you want now? Now that you know that you yeah. want this, you can also order it. We're still here. And I was like, oh, interesting. I, I was just going to wait for the next meal. And then maybe like five hours later, I was saying that I couldn't go somewhere because of X, Y, and Z. And she was like, "What? order what you want. Like, if you want to go to Malibu and sit on the beach for a couple hours, you can order that. Like, this is your life. You have the choice. And I was just thinking, like, that's so funny. Like, the universe will give you whatever you order, whether you tell the server or not. The server being, I guess, the universe will be listening to your thoughts. You don't even have to like dial that phone proverbially, you know, like you can just think about it. And the more that you think about it, you're ordering that. And so sometimes she was saying, uh, sometimes the people that come in my life, I'm like, why am I attracting this type of person? She was like, you're ordering that. And yeah. you're like, sometimes it'll come to you and you go, I ordered this. <laughs> but yes, like the thoughts that you are thinking are, is you placing in order and then whatever meal comes is is showing you exactly what energy you're putting out definitely as within so without again that's a really useful um saying it's from the emerald tablet from i believe 3000 bc perhaps it's one of the oldest documents of those um spiritual dictums that describe how energy works, even though they didn't know the science of how the universe was made up of, of energy motion, they still had this wow. understanding that as within, so without, and as above, so below, which deals with the perfection of our soul and the true potential of who we are can become manifest on the physical plane. As you're talking, I love that thing about ordering, because yeah, a lot of us get into that, and I've been there myself. Um, the universe or my guidance is asking me to share one thing, which is 
it's we are expert manifestors as we are as souls. It's not hard for us. We don't have to try to do things. It's kind of how we flow. And when we flow with our soul, things pop in that are naturally to our highest good. We draw in the things that are in resonance with us and it's positive, happy experiences. And that's how we're meant to be. And what blocks us is our human mind and our human culture for how we think about things. And above all, this disempowerment where we think we have to be different or we have to try hard or we have to like get this thing right with the law of attraction when really our soul just flows with the law of attraction. So when we can be a little bit easy about it and relax into it, I suppose. But then again, that's where the childhood comes into play because that's when we were first taught that things mm-hmm. like you ask for something for Christmas and what did you get? Not the thing you asked for. That was me every year. So those yeah. types <laughs> of little things that sound so trivial, they really become the beginning of this pattern that we repeat over and over and over. And then as an adult, suddenly we're there thinking, well, you know, life doesn't tend to give me what I want. It tends to give me these other things that are okay, but it's never really what I wanted. And then if we can trace that back, we can clear that pattern and then we can start Mm -hmm. to invite in more of the kind of things that we want. So childhood, again, to me is it's where we become who we are as humans. So when we can start to dismantle the negative things from our childhood, it really does have such a big effect on our entire life experience. Absolutely. For anyone that wants to go on this journey, where can people find your book is on Amazon, The Universe Speaks. Are you listening? You can get it there. What about any of the other programs that you offer? Well, I actually have a free, uh, it's like an introduction to the love blueprint. It's the heart activation, energy healing and coaching session where I take people through the kind of work I do in the love blueprint. And we actually go through calling in your heart's highest counterpart using the field of ref- of influence and your heart's energy center to pull in the person that is the most kind of glowing, amazing match for you. And we go through a lot of other energy transformations, clearing out old hurts from your heart center. So that's free. Uh, It's a heart activation session and you can get that at CassidyCane.com. Amazing. Before we wrap up, is there, if you could only, I know you probably have so many words of wisdom, but if you could choose one piece of advice to give to anyone listening about transformation or energy or love and relationships or really anything that you think would be helpful, what would that piece of advice be? Um, I was thinking about this. I saw that you asked people to give advice in just three words and I was thinking about this a lot. (laughs) And so I found one and I would love to share it because it's kind of simple, but it's also deep if you think about it. You do you. Because we're all here for a reason, the way we are. So when we can center into that, when we can really anchor into our own truth and be whole within it changes everything around us as well so you do you I like that. yes I love it that goes back to what was the exact saying so in within as and within without? so without yeah yeah as within so without. without 
Incredible. Thank you so much for the time and all of this. I'm going to re-listen to this because <laughs> I think Same. this is like such a, a great episode. Um, if you listening have a sticky situation or burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. You give us your age and we will give you what we can on the day we record. Cassidy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, and Megan. It's been a real pleasure. Yay. I, I feel fulfilled. I can't wait. And hopefully the person that is here for me uh, will meet me on my radio frequency yes. very soon. Yes. <laughs> we'll you. see you in two weeks on Just a Tip. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.